Friends, will you all pray with me? God that is all around us, quiet our anxious hearts, calm our stirring minds, and still our fidgeting hands, and pour out your spirit upon these words. Make them into your own. God, in your holy name we pray. Amen. So the verses that Emma read for us this morning are a bit of a rainbow after a very painful storm. The relationship between Paul and the church in Corinth is one that has been very strained lately. Things weren't going well in Corinth at all. And so Paul wrote then what we know as 1 Corinthians, that letter. And then Paul follows up that letter with a visit that he later refers to as the painful visit. And Paul responds, or Paul follows up that painful visit with the letter that we know as 2 Corinthians that we read from this morning. So the Corinthians have been having a very tough go at it. There has been this rival group of super apostles that has been plaguing the church in Corinth, and they are not preaching good news. Instead of reconciling the conflicts that church has been facing, these super apostles preach the opposite. So in that letter, the letter to the second letter to the Corinthians, Paul stirs up all of that conflict and Paul names all of that pain and the things that they have done wrong. Now, after Paul names all of those mistakes, those points of confusion and those points of frustration, Paul says something very special to them. Paul says, I still love you, which is what we find in the verses that Emma read for us this morning. In the midst of this, I love you, Paul reminds the church in Corinth how to and that they need to show the love of God, their creator, their redeemer, and their sustainer to one another. He says to them, listen to me, put things in order and respond to my encouragement. Be in harmony with each other and live in peace. And then Paul signs his name and says goodbye. So these are all things that are easier said than done, aren't they? When Paul tells them to put things in order, I can't help but think back to the creation story in Genesis. In fact, the creation story is one of the scriptures that's listed by the lectionary to go along with this day of Trinity Sunday. So think back to those first words of Genesis. In the beginning, when God made the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and it was void. God takes what was formless and what was void, and God gives it order. God makes the sun and the moon and the days and the night and water and sea creatures and plants and trees and birds and us even. God gives us order. God makes the world make sense out of chaos. So Paul tells the Corinthians, too, to put things in order, 
to put things in God's order. And God's order goes right along with the next thing that Paul tells the church in Corinth to do before signing off. In the midst of their conflict that they've been experiencing, Paul tells them to live in harmony with each other and to live in peace. Friends, the current state of our world and our nation especially shows that living in peace and in harmony with one another, it's no easy task either. We live in a time where we see injustice and injustice falling upon our brothers and our sisters in Christ. And somehow we still live in a world where in some instances, the version of justice that you receive depends more upon the complexion of your skin rather than your actions. We are far from living in harmony and from living in peace like the church in Corinth was. But yet that directive that Paul gives the church to be in harmony and to live in peace, it still stands. The rainbow that these verses remind us of. It reminds us too that God is present throughout the whole story. The whole Christian story from the very beginning of creation to Jesus in the world. And our whole stories too. Even the parts that are hard. The parts that are painful and the parts that feel like chaos. Throughout this whole letter that Paul writes to the church in Corinth, Paul still loves the church. He still loves the Corinthians, even though things got hard and things got ugly. Friends, God is with us still, even when things get uncomfortable, even when things get ugly and painful and hard. And the time that we're in, it certainly feels like one of those hard times. There, there are racial tensions in our nation that are bursting apart at the seams. There are tensions that I, that I hesitate even to bring up because I look like I do and I'm afraid that I'll talk about them wrong or incorrectly. But these tensions are exploding and this is the world that we're finding ourselves in and the God that I believe in and the God that I think we as a church believe in is a God that is in the world. For God loved this world so much that God would send God's only son to save us. Friends, this is the hard part right now. People of color are being killed. There are some peaceful protests and there are some protests that are not so peaceful happening. There are buildings that are being ransacked with windows broken and statues that are being covered in graffiti. The footage that we see on the news every chance we get is footage that looks scary and it's footage that looks dangerous. But so was the footage that sparked this situation. 
a friend of mine a few days ago called the protests that we've been experiencing in our nation. She called them godless. And for a second, if I'm being totally honest, I agreed with her. On the news, we kept on seeing flames. We see smoke. We see police in riot gear. It looks scary. Where could God possibly be in those instances? But God is there. Oh, to be very clear, I don't think that God desires for cities to burn and for people to be hurt. And even when anger is justified, I think God calls us to respond to anger with peace. Even though we, as the human beings that we are, we don't always get that part right. But somehow, somehow in a way that I don't quite understand yet, God was speaking. And somehow, God's spirit is amidst this movement. Those who are walking, those who are watching, those who are listening. God's Spirit is at work drawing us near what feels like the tiniest millimeter at a time into the reign of God that is both here and now and yet to come. Friends, God does not leave us when it gets hard. The fullness of God, it stays with us throughout our whole story. The whole thing even the parts that are hard and that we would rather just gloss over and pretend it didn't happen. God sends the Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to redeem this good creation that God made. And Jesus, who is both fully human and fully divine, lives in this world teaching us the way of love. And Jesus dies on a cross for the world so that our sins are forgiven. The Holy Spirit draws the world, us, into God's salvation. The Spirit draws us into this new life that Christ both calls us to and brings us into, while all at the same time bringing us into community with one another, child of God, with child of God. Friends, this storm that we find ourselves in, it's not a storm that we can just weather. We can't just board up our windows and hunker down in our closets as we wait for it to be over. We must listen for God in the midst of this hard part. We must listen for God saying, I love you. And we must quiet those other voices. Quiet the voices that do not say, I love you. We must act too in the name of God, our creator, our creator who made us. Not just you and not just me, but all of us in God's very own image. And we must follow the path of our redeemer naming our own sins and the sins that we see in the world and ask God to forgive us and ask God to teach us better. And we must breathe in God the sustainer. 
the sustainer that moves in us and among us, guiding us and thrusting us, and sometimes even dragging us into God's kingdom of love. Friends, God is with us in this very painful part of our story. And God says to us, I love you. May we too say I love you to our neighbors as we work, as we listen, and as we breathe. Friends, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.